1: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to a very special edition of the TAT pod because of course we have won our first trophy of the season and I say first because it's not going to be the last, spoiler alert. Um, so yeah, me, Mike and Paddy and hopefully at some point Shigs are just going to be here tonight to just chat about the game, you know what it means in terms of going forward for the rest of the season, star performers, the young books coming in clutch, all those kind of things. So, yeah, I'll probably be doing this for around an hour or so. So, uh, grab your snacks, grab your treats, your beers, whatever you're on tonight, and um, get involved. Get involved if you're on Twitter in the comments. If you're on YouTube, smash the like button and um, drop your comments. And uh, we'll try and cover as many topics as possible. But Mike, first of all, my friend, how are you?
2: I am really tired. Uh, <laughs> I think as we all, um, today was a rough day to uh, work, but we're we're all here. We're all we all made it through. Um, ecstatic, mate! Absolutely ecstatic. Trying not to think about the lineup uh, that's going to be put out on Wednesday somehow. But uh, other than that, I'm ecstatic, mate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Paddy, of course, you—you know—we we spoke about this team quite a bit over the last few weeks, and I think you've been on a couple as well with us. So, for you, mate, how was that yesterday?
0: Oh yeah, the ale, the ale went down very well. Um, solid ten-hour shift, <laughs> as you do. But yeah, listen. <laughs> Regardless of whether you're there, whether you watch on telly, anywhere in the world, there's no better feeling that, than seeing Liverpool win trophies. And yeah, people will say, "Oh, I don't need the do Carabao," but you know, a lot of people would give a lot of money to be in our position. Um, you know, we're made for winning trophies, and and as you said, it's probably not going to be the last this season. I can just do without the hangovers in in May, <laughs> if if that's at all possible. But yeah, yeah. boss day, just excellent all around really
1: yeah of course and it's exactly like you said Cup, um, Cup even said it after the game that people might turn around so I up, but their team would love to be in that position and be in that final so let's just enjoy it and know whatever anyone else has to say And um, yeah, just be be glad and be blessed that we're winning trophies once again. Uh, Before we go further, guys, make sure you do check out our channel sponsor, our podcast sponsor, yourfootcard.com. Um, use TAT pod at checkout you get 15% off these guys make some absolutely incredible products they're actually going to be sending me a few of their newer ones that I can show you guys on the stream which is going to be amazing but um, yeah check them out use TAT pod at checkout for 15% off uh, we've got some comments in here Evis is still buzzing after yesterday 100% mate I think that's the way everyone's felt today and let's see Sam by the way he made this absolutely stunning thumbnail for us so um, thank you very much Sam Absolutely incredible graphics designer. Um, says, uh, Jürgen's tricky 15-year-old Reds. Up um, oh, the boys had a blast at Wembley yesterday. Very jealous of you, Luke. And even says, I felt bad for Curtis getting shoved in and pushed after <laughs> by <a> Darwin. Darwin. <laughs> we'll get on to that. A few players certainly seem to look like they're ready to come back into action now. And um, just before we move further, we have a wild Shiggs appearing out of nowhere. So, Shiggs, boy,
3: how are you, mate? i am very well thank you monday was a very nice day for once so yeah <laughs> good day man yeah too did right. you watch it, say again where did you watch the game i was i was on daddy duty so i was at home with my daughter uh trying to keep as calm as possible but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was difficult. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I couldn't actually imagine. woke her up when, when Van Dyke scored the winner. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't keep yourself composed. Nah, like, the window. composure was <laughs> out of the window, mate. It was <laughs> out of the window. It's,
1: it's impossible not to, and it's one of them things where like you can try and prepare yourself and brace yourself to not make any noise, but you just can't when, when the yeah. when the time comes. But um, alright right I'm man, gonna... she, had a,
3: she had a purple jersey on though, so it's all good. There you go. <laughs>
1: Um, this was the lineup, and Mike. I think we did the preview show the day before the final, and we spoke yeah. on this. And this is pretty much the only lineup we we could have expected yeah, to and Yeah, and there was a lot of people. There was a lot of downhearted people. But from what I remember, mate, I think we did. You know, we weren't overly, overly confident, but we did both predict Liverpool to win, and we did yeah. also say that you know these guys have a huge opportunity, didn't we? So. How did, first of all, the team news. What did you make of that? Obviously, not really much to say, but um, just your yes. overall general thoughts, mate, on how how the boys got on, especially in like the sort of first half. We'll touch on for now.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, listen, if, if we're focusing on sort of like the initial reaction to the lineup and, and how they got started, I think we all knew that was the eleven roughly. Anyway, I think there was some of us holding out, maybe Salah or Nunes appeared on the bench. When they didn't, there was a little bit of a little bit of nerves. I was in a space; I could hear the nerves. But I think for the most part, everyone was still. We're still backing the boys, which is what you want. A couple of lads, uh, I think fans were nervous about that, just turned up. I just really, we could talk absolute, you know, words around the lad. But Kelleher was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And there are a couple, couple of people, uh, myself included, that at times have gone. I'm not sure naturally because we used to have an Allison who is one of the best we've ever had. Um, and then, but Kelleher, this is his competition. My God, I, absolute fantastic performance, dominant, and the best. The best thing I can say is I didn't even. I if I watched that game as a neutral, you can't tell that's a backup keeper. You can't tell that's a backup mm. keeper at all. He didn't play like a backup keeper. Um, it's like uh, Klopp said. You know, we've got the best backup keeper on the planet. You know, he's world class in Klopp's eyes. You know, and um, first off, I I I thought it was. We got off to a good start. I think when Gravenberg went off injured, our momentum was sucked out of us. Uh, I think you could see the knock-on effect of that when we were trying to readjust. Bradley moving the right wing, Elliot back into midfield. We kind of lost a little bit of the balance, a little bit of momentum. Built it up near the back end of the half, but uh, I think a couple of Kelleher heroics, Endo and McAllister, bopping it in midfield, really kept us going in that first half. And Elliot driving on from midfield as well. I thought Elliot was you know, quietly brilliant throughout the game. I thought he had some really, really solid moments. But um yeah, got to half time and I was uh needed about four cups of tea. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Paddy, um the first half, I mean, I thought we started off really well, sort of first 20, 25 minutes. It wasn't really until the entry where we even noticed Chelsea were in the game or we could even hear their fans or anything like that. But That was sort of, for me, not a turning point as such because Chelsea weren't amazing after that. But up until that moment, mate, you could see the confidence that we were playing with. And like I said, that seemed to be a sort of point where Chelsea sort of got their momentum and started playing a bit, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, we we certainly settled uh, the quicker of the two teams. You could see for, for some reason Chelsea looked dead nervous. and I think it was because... You know there's a certain level of expectation uh, on them going into the game because of you know who we didn't have available and who we did but as you say the Gravenberch um injury sort of did sway the tide if you like um I think it's a, a combination of Liverpool trying to you know mitigate you know some less than ideal circumstances and, and Chelsea. Then realising, oh, hang on, you know, we're playing Liverpool's essentially second string team. You know, you've still got the Van Dykes and all that in there. But, um, yeah, we, we, we did start well. And as it did a couple of years ago, VAR bailed us out a little bit, even though it was, it was actually a really good decision by the linesman anyway, because he put his flag up. Um, yeah, to be to be honest, it got to our time and uh, Carragher said it on commentary multiple times, oh, Liverpool are hanging on. And we were hanging on to, to a certain degree. Um, towards the end of the first half and uh, as Mike said, uh, Keller turns off and plays probably his best game in Liverpool share th- for me. I mean, the, the save mm. off um, Cole Palmer's rid- ridiculous, to be honest. He's got no right to even, you know, be, be near it, let alone save the thing. So, you know, I was maybe one of them who wasn't overly sold on him this season. I think he's had a few suspect mm-hmm. performances Fulham at home, certainly um but he's he's hard done by because you're comparing him to who you compare him to listen he was absolutely excellent yesterday and and a big big reason as as to why uh, we ended up winning winning the game
1: absolutely 100% I couldn't agree more and um I agree I think we've we've mentioned a lot in the Europa League games and the cup games where he's not looked convincing but like you say I I, I 100% agree that was by far his best performance in a Liverpool shirt I feel like for him, where he's put the short shorts, because unless Allison gets injured, which does tend to happen at least once a season, he's not going to get that consistency. And I think now he's starting to play more, you have seen the improvements on him. So it's just one of them. He's not going to get it unless he, Allison's either sold, which no one wants, or Allison gets injured, which again, no wants. But um Shiggs, what did you make of that first half? I mean... Paddy says that Chelsea got into it a little bit at the end of the half, and we saw that. Was you ever concerned about Chelsea? Because the lineup that we had out, sort of, I think everybody thought that lineup has to go and get the job done because hindsight's a wonderful thing and the kids were amazing. But going into the game, they didn't appear to be too much on the bench. So going into half time, not scoring yet, was you ever concerned, or did you think, oh, we'll, we've still got this?
3: I I I thought Gakpo would score because he scored in in every other round, every of, the, round
1: yeah. <laughs> of the competition.
3: So I just thought I thought he would score. I was, um, I can't put this with Diaz. I was I was hoping he would kind of step up as well. And to be honest with you, he did. Even though he had a chance, like to I think it was a chance where he knew was nearly one on one, but he ended up coming back. But I was I I don't know why I I was I just, I just felt confidence and confidence in the team, even though. You were saying about Kelleher. I wasn't on Kelleher's back because, in any, especially as a goalkeeper, it's not one of those positions you just can come in and you're going to be instantly on, on like on, instantly. No pun intended, on the ball. Like it, you're going to take a couple of games to, to come into to come into the coming to your own. And it, even against Brentford, there was one save that he made. Even though they they scored, and I'm going back a bit, but he the save that he made. Before Tony hit it in, it's like you'd expect Allison to make that kind of save. So it's always been there. And I think as well, like I think this is his competition. Even the the, the year before last when we won it, he ended up winning the pen. Uh, sorry, scoring the winning pen and made a number of saves. But he's he was even me when Carl Palmer got that chance. I was like, oh my god! And I was like, he didn't score. Like, <laughs> how did he save that? Uh, and then there were a couple other times as well. But no, First of all, he 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 showed his metal, um, He showed who he is, and you, you know who who I was mostly impressed with. And I know obviously we're going to talk about the other youngsters as well. But Connor Bradley, man, I have to I I have to say this. Like you know, Ben, I I was not his biggest fan a couple of years ago, but I have to sing his praises because to go from right back to potential wing forward and not not look out of place like (laughs) hats off to the guy man hats off to the guy sorry look i was worried i wasn't to be honest with you for some reason i wasn't worried i was nervous obviously because it's a cup final and anything can happen but i wasn't scared i i I, I had this quiet confidence about us because i just felt i I just felt we'd get a chance and we'll bury it but i i wasn't like oh my god like what these guys doing because obviously like you said earlier, when Grabenberg came on, I was came off. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like literally, <laughs> we are down to the bare bones. So, look, I, I just thought to myself, "Let's just get, let's just, let's just get get what we can and get like, smash and grab. If it has to be a smash and grab, listen, it is what it is. We won't remember that in ten years' time. We remember that we won it. So
1: exactly, cups. That, that's what cups are all about: winning it, getting the trophy, bringing it home, <laughs> moving on to the next and. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with what you've just said. I think I was a bit nervous, you know, seeing that it was nil-nil and that we didn't really have too many options. I thought Luis Diaz, by the way, I, I tweeted this at the end of the game. So, yeah, at the end of the 90 minutes, I don't have a bad word said about Luis Diaz because yeah, he ran his heart. probably the most I've ever seen a forward run in any game ever. Yeah. I, I, the amount of ground he covered and he played extra time as well. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Luis Diaz takes two games off after that. I really wouldn't. Um, so fair play to him but um, well,
3: this, this could be shout out Nunez jumping over the barrier though
1: yeah <laughs> we'll get on to that we'll get on to that um, let's, let's talk about the disallowed goal then I'm not entirely sure what minute Mike you might be able to recite better than myself um, I yeah, want to get your thoughts gonna... because I've heard contrasting opinions on this some people say it's in the rule book so you have to disallow it some people say well the rules are crap so you need to change the rules where do you stand Mike? obviously the corner comes in um, is it a corner actually? No, it wasn't a corner, yeah, free kick, <laughs> it? free kick, yeah. It's free kick. Um, free kick comes in. Obviously, we all see Ando's offside. He comes back on. He does, let ab- me make this perfectly clear. He does absolutely nothing. He just stands his ground. It's not like a- he does,
3: a- though, bro. If he hadn't been offside, there's nothing they could have said. All right,
2: okay, that go
1: on. Matt, in my man,
3: opinion, me- I no- I'm gonna watch no- it back now, actually.
2: Ben normally knows that I'm pretty, like, neutral when it comes to these officiating decisions. But for me, that's a ridiculous decision. He's onside. I'm sorry. Oh. He doesn't interfere. Hey, Shiggs, Shiggs, let me land. I've
3: just go took on, go on, go on. On, We're gonna off. We're going to disagree with you. Stop the flight, me, next, we'll the we'll, flight we'll in the settings. Yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> no, listen. For me,
2: for me, i was say we had to argue what we made. 16 minutes left, yeah. Shiggs. We did well. Uh, <laughs> but for for me, Endo doesn't make enough of a movement. Nor does Cowell for me to for me to consider that interfering with play. If Cowell is bundled over or is clearly trying to chase Van Dijk, interfered with play. But for me, Cowell does a little movement, stops in front of stops in front of Endo. Endo doesn't do much to get out of his way, admittedly, but Cowell doesn't do anything to get past him either. That's not interfering interfering with play for me. It's not interfering in the moment. I've seen roles reverse on. Um, uh, defensive set pieces and uh, sorry offensive set pieces for other teams I'm not going to name them uh, in the Premier League that are very high up in the league that attack in the exact same manner we do that have goals like that fine every single time because there's nothing wrong with it I don't see anything wrong with it it's not a negative because it shouldn't be an issue it's a tactical position for these players they're not interfering with the actual moment of the goal so for me that's on side it should stand and I was shocked that that went to VAR. But the moment it went to VAR, you know what's going to happen. They're going to find every way to disallow it all. And um, that's a whole different conversation. Go on, Shiggs. It's, 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 uh, you're itching
1: to go, so we'll come to you and we'll save Paddy until so after. Go on, Shiggs.
3: The, the, the re- I can understand why they they they, um, they disallowed it. One, he's, he's offside. So he's blocking them. If, if, Like I said earlier, if he had been onside and that had happened, That I don't, they wouldn't have no, no, um, uh, cause to disallow. Also, as well, he looks at the guy, he looks at him. If he, if he has his back to him and Kowal runs around him, then they they can't say nothing. But the the fact that he's offside and he he looks at the guy to, and even though he doesn't move, he's looking at the, he's not facing the goal, he's facing the player. So he's made it blatantly obvious that he's trying to block the guy. So it, those kind of things, and I don't know what you're saying, Mike, in terms of you've seen other teams do it, but you gotta have a little bit of guile about you if you're gonna do those kind of things. Make it look like you're you're looking at the goal, or even if you're side on, at least you're looking at the ball and then you 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 position your body to block the guy. But because he made it so obvious to say I'm not he's not even looking at the goal, he's looking at the player. So he, he's kind of made up their decision for them. In my opinion, anyway, I can see where you're coming
2: from. I can't argue with that. Like he, he wasn't exactly covert about what he was doing. I, yeah, I, I can agree with that.
1: How do you where you at with it, mate?
0: Yeah, I, I sort of side on the referee, and I, I hate myself for saying it. And obviously, <laughs> if we'd have lost the game on the back of that, I'd have yeah. been absolutely fuming. Yeah. Um The the thing that kills him is he looks, um, at the player. And what, what I don't agree necessarily with is the terminology of it is, I, I believe Mike Dean said it's a, a subjective offside.
3: Yeah. That'll that yeah. be like a whole other that's kind awesome. of way. Did, uh, Did you hear what Carragher said to him? Um, Did you hear what Carragher said to him? When he goes, Oh, see, when he does it to the ref, when he does it to the goalkeeper, is that not okay? He goes, oh, oh that's different. He goes, ah, oh, thanks, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, but
0: it, it, but It's, it's one fun fun of them where... It, it's subjective, that's... It's just, what are we doing? It, it is offside, unfortunately, because he does look, and regardless of whether he makes a move or anything, he does slightly make a move. It's, it's not much. Um, But the, the, at, the, at the end of the day, they're guessing at that point whether Colwells are going to get anywhere near the ball anyway. Mm. And I can almost guarantee we won't see a goal disallowed. Uh, for yeah. that reason, again, this season, I'll be, yeah, sh- I'll be absolutely <laughs> shocked if, if if we did. Again, uh, it doesn't matter, but it, but it just opens up a whole other kind of worms, really.
3: You, let me ask you this: if if Endo hadn't been offside, do you think that they would have allowed the goal? For me, I think it's because he was offside when the when the ball was played. That they, 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 they oh, just yeah, that's, it
0: that's it. why he got this allowed.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's I mean. If he had been in line and just stood and just stood there. I don't
0: think that goal gets disallowed. Oh,
1: well, no, because he's no. not offside then. I think she's is on about the contact between Endo and the players. Yeah. Oh, to... you're
2: saying would that have been a foul? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. not a foul.
0: No, oh, no, he's yeah. just, it's just, it's just offside, that's know. it.
2: But, yeah, I don't know. Listen, it is what it is. I'm not going to spend this this hour with you lot talking about VAR because Shaft VAR, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we move on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course, and um, obviously after that decision, and I, I didn't—I was struggling to find out what they were actually looking at. Like, to be honest, for quite a while of it, um, but I just remember the same thing happened a couple of years back at Wembley as well. We scored a goal which I felt were hard done by, um, and they disallowed it as well. But again, it seemed like after that, Chelsea sort of saw that as a an opportunity. Okay, they've not got the goal. Their fans again. They didn't really offer much at all in comparison to ours for the whole game. But for a little bit, they were up for it. And um, they had a few chances. Obviously, Keller makes a few mad saves. They hit the post. Was you ever wondering, Mike? Is okay. Uh, has this team taken us as, as far in this final? Because obviously, the, if we skip over to like the 85th minute or so, maybe a bit before actually, Klopp brings on all the kids. Actually, I think it was yeah. way before the 85th minute. It was, um, it brings sense. on all the kids, and then so at that point, mate, when you're seeing a team mixed of. First of all, players that wouldn't have started had everyone been fit in the first place. And then to say we had all the kids coming on as well. Did you ever start to think, okay, maybe this is drifting away now? Or was yours, you know what? Nah, we're going to win it.
2: I I didn't think it was drifting away, but Carragher said something today, which I thought was very poignant, which was, I think it's eight out of 10 times that game gets played in the same manner with the same players in the same moments. We lose that game. Now, that's not because we didn't perform on the day, but that's Mm. just because that game shouldn't have gone the way it did in a way. Like, it was an anomaly in a beautiful way, in a wonderfully poetic Mm -hmm. way. You know, you set that scene for any team with the amount of players missing, with the injuries, with the tactical changes you had to make, the personnel, the age of the personnel, the lack of experience of the personnel. It almost does it just doesn't make sense. But in the moment, I wasn't nervous in the first half. I was a bit tense. Half time, the nerves kicked in. I think when the young lads came on, I, I've got a, a friend of mine, Sean, who I always watch football with, and always text back and forth when the game's on. moment those subs were made, Sean said, I, I'm tempted to turn this off at this point. I'm terrified. I was like, fair enough. Wow. I, I can understand where the nerves come from. Um, but I think there was just something about this season so far. You see McConnell, you see Clark, and we've already seen them, and we know they're good, which I know sounds bizarre because their age. But you knew they could do something didn't think they'd perform as well as they did because I thought the stage is just you know so large but they, they came on and they performed exceptionally well with a lot of maturity for their age Chelsea allowed us to play and um, that can't be unmentioned like the tactical decisions they made especially in extra time were bizarre Uh worked in our favour but it's one thing for it to work in your favour it's another thing to take advantage of that favour and all the young lads did um yeah I was just I was really really impressed with all of them and uh, but yeah, can't pretend that between the seventy-fifth minute and the full time whistle of the ninety, I wasn't on the edge of my sheet, seat jittering like that. Um it was it was very nerve wracking. But once extra time hit that it, it cooled off a little bit.
1: Mm, absolutely. And Sig's just coming to you, mate. Um yeah, just when it was obviously being out played out in front of us and obviously Heinz is a wonderful thing, and we can look back and yeah. see how, how- Kids did. Where did you think this game was going to be one or lost? Like I said, Gallagher hit the post. Keller was making mad saves. Yeah. It hasn't been too many chances at this moment. But was you always sort of in that camp of all we need is that one chance? And as soon as that chance comes, we just got to take it.
3: You know what? It, it was. I was just really, of the mindset we just need to get a free kick or a corner and we'll score. And I'm not even not even kidding you because when, when because every up until. Maybe it's the third or fourth time we had a free kick or corner, the corners were poor, and then I, I, I think it was Robert that, that that started whipping them in, and it's just like every time he was getting like a free kick or corner, but they they couldn't handle Van Dyke. So when they brought on um, um, Bobby Clark and McConnell and stuff like that, I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking, ah, uh, is this gonna be? Is this gonna be where it's gonna be a stretch too far? And then. I can't remember where it was in the pitch, but Bobby Clark done something. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I started getting a bit more confident because when they were on the ball, like, they didn't eat, like, like, like you said earlier, even though they're academy players, they weren't playing like academy players. They weren't, they were, they were playing like the season, like there was one the triangle that they did. I was like, oh yeah, they, these boys can play. So yeah. after, after, after uh, Kelleher made those four saves and it went to, I was like, let's just, let's just get to extra time. Let's get to extra time. Like obviously if, if Chelsea score now, we're not going to get back from it, but let's just get to extra time. And then as soon as extra time started, it's like, I don't even know what what, what Chelsea were thinking, but you would have thought that they were the naive team and we were the team that had all our players playing because we, McConnell was knocking the ball about. Clark was knocking the ball about. Elliot was getting on the ball, and we were we were bossing the game. And it was just like these guys are really like these these guys are not let the and not let the the emotion of the of the the stage of the game. Also as well, I got a, the, the fans, man. I swear, like you, you could hit the, the way that they were bellowing out like we was at Anfield, like. That alone as well must have given the guys confidence as well. Like, yeah, like we, this is this is home. I'm feel south. So yeah, they, they I wasn't once this, once the extra time started and I saw how we were playing, I was scared that it might go to extra time. I mean go to penalties, but I wasn't scared that we would lose in that losing that period. I don't know why. I just I just didn't.
1: Yeah, and we'll come to you, Paddy. Um there is no Jaden Duns on this website, so They're going to have to bear with us if you are watching this on YouTube. He's not been added into the system yet. And I think that just sums up the sort of an experience that we're talking about here when, you know, we're looking at this team. But this was the team we had out in... um, Let me just move you up, actually. Sorry, she can swap you over. Um, This is the team that we went into extra time with, mate. Where's your hat at when you you see um, Chelsea, the billionaire bottle jobs, as Gary Neville quoted... Um, oh, they've got all well, these players and yeah. let's not get it twisted they're not amazing players like Mudrick and all of them not that they managed to bring on but they are players that cost from anywhere from 50 to 100 million against a bunch of kids who haven't really ever played for Liverpool and such so yeah when you see this team going into extra time against Chelsea where you at with that?
0: <laughs> it, was, it was just one of them it's, it's a free hit at that point isn't it I mean if you end up winning it great obviously if but if you end up losing it as long as they put a shift in and, yeah. and and you know work for the work for the badge and all that, you could you couldn't be prouder of them and, and they did themselves justice in the end. I think the the point about the fans is listen, I, I obviously I watched it in a pub in town and you know, with with the noise going on around you you can't usually hear the, the telly. Mm. But that that came through um the, the speaker system. I just thought, wow, like you know, Wembley's a hard ground to get um <laughs> the whole uh, you know, you know, yeah. singing in time same song and all that it was it was just it's, it was just emotional um you know it, it was more of a message of listen we're here we we believe because uh, listen i said to my mum before and it, it hasn't always been the case at liverpool and i imagine you know it still isn't the case in a lot of places but what what Klopp has done with with the under 18s and the 23s have, having yeah. them all play the same system, having them all play the same football, it means when they are called upon, um regardless of you know the the big big stage that it was, they can slot in and they know the jobs, they know the roles. Bobby Clark was excellent. James McConnell was absolutely superb. There, there was a tactical foul he made um, in extra time. Yeah, takes a yeah. broken yeah. You don't yeah. usually see that from kids. um I said to him, mate, listen, these they've got to take some responsibility here. They're no longer the... Oh, yeah, you might get them in at the end of the game. You've got to win a cup for Liverpool. So, someone's got to take a bit of responsibility. And, and honestly, so, so proud of them. Even the senior lads, like, Endo was knackered towards the end of the game. And he was absolutely oh. unbelievable. To a man, they were they were superb. And, you know, we, we got our just, just rewards at the end of extra time with... One of the best best moments I've ever had supporting Liverpool. That literally, the moments we we live for as yeah. fans. It, it was super Everyone was absolutely brilliant.
1: Hundred percent. I, I said the same thing as you um, when it went to um, extra time. I just remember tweeting. Regardless of what happens from this point, like you know, all I can feel from this team is pride and proudness and just the way that they all played and. Yeah, I've I've never seen anything like that, to be honest. just such a united squad. And I remember, Mike, going back to the summer, you know, there was a lot of tough streams to do, you know, big personalities leaving this, the club. And we were all sat here thinking, OK, we've still got leaders, but, you know, experience is left. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've lost some big characters, regardless of what your opinion was on Henderson and Fabinho oh, last that. season. We missed some big characters going out in the summer. And the way that this team has just sort of You know, put that to one side and instantly come back competing on all fronts yet again with new midfielders, new players everywhere you look. Um, And then obviously the bombshell news that Klopp's going to be leaving all of these factors, including the injuries, it just all adds up. And when you win a trophy like that, it's just this is why when people are saying it's only the Carabao Cup to you, it might only be the Carabao Cup. But when you've been through this flipping rollercoaster we've had over the last 12 months, that's why it just felt so special yesterday,
2: didn't it? Yeah, no, like you're know, 100%. And also, I think Klopp, I'm going to paraphrase here. I'm sure you guys know that you might know the quote better. But Klopp said something along the lines of I know some people would be like, oh, it's just a carabao cup, but you still wish you could be here. Um, and it's facts. Like, it is the truth. You know, anyone that tries to diminish the trophy, even some of our home fans at the start of the season, where even the FA Cup as well, like, oh, just get out of that early so we can focus on the bigger things. But you want to win everything you're in. You want to win everything you're in. Like the FA Cup, it'll take its toll come the end of the year. I'm sure it will. But the next game the most important game. You know, and that's how this this club is operating on the clock from minute one. It's never been, let's look at this game three weeks away. It's always the next game's the most important, for better or worse. Um, and, yeah, it was just Paddy touched on it. It was just a very emotional game, uh, especially that last 40, last 10, the 90 the half an hour and then celebrations after. It was was just very emotional um, for all the right reasons, you know. Um, But yeah, uh, it's been a tumultuous last sort of 12 months as a Liverpool fan, considering where we were 12 months ago to now. Uh, So to see where the teams are, to see the new leaders that have stepped up. And you can see leadership in the, even like glimpses of leadership in the young lads. Bradley really looks like a leader in the making in a way. You know, whoever it is for, whether it's for Liverpool or whatever, there's a there's a leader within that. Like the way he plays football, and you know, you can you can see it in the others as well. So it's just um, yeah, it's it's just great uh, for every silver lining. You know what I mean? All the injuries we've had, but we've been able to see without the injuries, or thanks to not having all those transfers, maybe some of us wanted in the summer, we've been able to have the room to allow Bradley Kwanzaa, McConnell, Clark. Kelleher all to come back in and blossom so there's a lot of there's a lot of pride in the way we've trusted our academy um, there's a lot of pride in that and uh sets us up in good stead because those lads are very young very very young we still have Stefan back, uh, by setage to come back in you think Tyler Morton, Fabio Corvallio. we've got too many that are extremely talented of a young age like it's it's, it's exciting
1: And just on that point there um, I did a tweet the other day and of course from the people who speak about John Henry every single day and minute of their lives (laughs) came for me and the the tweet was something like um, you know it's times like this where you have to trust from within you know you can't just deal with every situation with signing a a player for 30-40 million this is the whole point of an academy you get talented young players in you train them up, like um, Paddy said. You they play with that system and the same sort of style from a very young age at Liverpool. So you, as a man who I've done countless streams with, you, you are quite supportive of FSG and the way they they have done things. You know, compared yeah. to some people, at least I think you've obviously criticised them when they've needed it, but you have you know seen the their modelers for what it is. So. Yeah. This is exactly, isn't it? When you're in these crises like we are right now, like we are in an injury crisis, you have to just back these youngsters. And yesterday, Klopp put every ounce of faith he had in every single one of them youngsters. And that is mm. why they're at this club to play in those moments, right?
3: Yeah, well, this. you know what it is as well? Like, I can't remember what game it was. Um, oh, there's an FA Cup game we played where he played, I think it was McConnell and a couple other of them. And they shone. And it didn't, and we didn't look out of place. And even the game against Luton, again, Dan comes on. I think McConnell. I don't know if McConnell played in that game, but they came on and they didn't look out of place. So you got to give it to FSG for as much stick as they get. they people seem to. I, and I know, obviously, I'm not going to go overboard, but for whatever reason, you might not like him. They employed Klopp. They saw what, what Klopp would bring to the bring to the club, and they employed him, and they've let him. Obviously, there's been times where we've wanted them to spend more money, but look, they've got us and put put the the club in a position whereby we are more one of the most envied clubs in the world because of how we run, because of the way we do things, the camaraderie in the team, the way the team plays up from the beginning, from the youngsters up into the full team. How what next man one man goes down, next man up, no matter how old they are, like you don't that this kind of mentality is not seen in every 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 club as, it, it's not seen it's not a, it's not a regular occurrence and for for fsg to foster that in it uh, kind of culture and it is them that foster it even on the the club they have Made it so that they've put in the situation. They've put the ground. They've put. They've built access so that everybody's there. They've they've built up the st- stadium. They've put people in place in order to for us to be able to make the best of what we have. And club is just embodied. The, the players that came on just embodied the spirit that has been built at the training ground. That's as simple as that. It, because if it doesn't, if if everybody's not in unison, you don't get these kind of performances. You don't we've seen it when when before when we've tried to play when we back in the day when we used to have youngsters and they weren't really up to it because we never had a uniform way of doing things throughout the club now that that's changing that what's in place now you see it throughout throughout everything and it's it's it's, it's a joy to see it's a joy to see
1: yeah absolutely um, and Paddy no matter what happens with these youngsters I mean it would be great if they stayed around but no matter what happens now in their careers, they've played for this club, they've played in a final, they've got a medal. And out of all of them, if we just go one by one, maybe, which one for you was the standout? Or maybe there was a couple that you were most impressed with. Yeah, which ones did you think, you know what, they did really good
0: yesterday? I think James McConnell is the one for me. he come on in a really awkward position because I read up on him a little bit before and he was more of a tack-minded midfielder. Um, probably last last season or so but they trained him in the uh in the sixth role uh, when Fabinho and Henderson left yeah. and yeah there, there was a piece of play he, he gets the ball um at feet from Kelleher and he's got two Chelsea players
3: yeah. like, <laughs> pinching him
0: and he, he just you know goes through them like, like yeah. they're not even there you think okay yeah he, he looks like a serious player he, he obviously gets the assist for uh Curtis jones against norwich as well mm-hmm. he looks a, yeah. a solid bet to, to not necessarily make it that's a, that's going to be a stretch but he's he's got a big future as does bobby clark and we are forgetting because he's been so good and because he's been in around the first team gerald kwanza Comes on for, you know, pressure, pressure minutes, in extra time, the last 15 minutes yeah. of the game where, you know, it can be won or can be lost. And, again, doesn't look out of place at, at all. And no one bats an eyelid when, when he's even, you know, starting games, Premier League games. Obviously, you wouldn't play him in the big, big games. But when he, when he starts, there's no questions. There's nothing. So, as you said, it's just about, you know, backing the kids and even even at Wembley, even in pressure environments of extra time, they can deliver and and God, they, they delivered big time. yesterday. if they were to do nothing else for Liverpool in, in their entire careers, they can say, <laughs> I played a pivotal role in, in, in winning the Club of Major Trophy and that, regardless of future events, is a success for Liverpool's academy because that, that's what, at the end of the day, they're trained to do, they're trained to, you know, make these boys into men and win Liverpool silverware and, it worked it worked fantastically well yesterday.
3: Can I Absolutely. can I just reach out to Kanate as well, bro? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think enough has been. Is, I know Van Dyke has got a lot of plaudits, but Kanate was also immense yesterday as well. Like some of the blocking tackles he made and just just getting getting the ball back and stuff. Like we've got another monster in the back in the in, in our in our in our in our defense as well, man. That guy, man. That guy.
1: Some of them was on the yellow card as well like, and he was really risking it and he was still doing it, it was crazy Um, Let's talk about the goal Um, and we'll talk about maybe a man in the match after that but Mike um, obviously we got a corner the ball comes in and Virgil heads it home and this for me was just the most perfect way it could have happened because one, he scored a goal that was disallowed rightly or wrongly, whatever but second of all, his first major final as Liverpool captain it had to be him, right? That was almost like his, dare I say, Stephen Gerrard moment. Like, you know what I mean? You've got that yeah, moment but... as Liverpool captain, yeah.
2: Yeah. If I could compare it to any Gerrard moment, it would have been Gerrard against West Ham, where he scored that absolutely ridiculous goal, uh, you know, in the final. Um, but that, that was his kind of the most similar moment for me. But yeah, listen, I, you know, at the end, with all the Liverpool fans in the final minutes of the game, it's a picture-perfect scenario, you know. The oldest lad in the in the in the eleven at the time, the experienced head, the captain. You he just, this is Van Dijk at his very best. You know, this, that's what we've seen all season, anyways. Van Dijk at his very best, but yesterday was just. I think that's now four man of the matches in four finals as a centre back. Oh. It's incredible, like it's absolutely incredible. And it's back to back man of the matches in League Cup finals for him as well and um, so for his you know first final as a captain of liverpool to so end in that way very special and hopefully this is not not his last one this year um i also thought it was uh we we'll, might like, not touch on this later so i thought i'd bring it up now but i thought it was a really nice touch that he got Klopp to do the trophy lift with him mm. i thought that was like a really, really lovely touch um but uh yeah just 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 wanted to, to throw that in there but yeah it's just just an incredible moment he's yeah, the goal ruled out, getting that getting that second one for him. It's a great head. It's a great ball by Simakas. Uh, it's a wonderful moment just before the corner is taken. He's got Danz with him and Kwanzaa. They're all grouped together in the box. And he says something to Danz. I don't know what he says. I'm not going to pretend to know what he says. But in front of them, you've got three Chelsea defenders. And he says something to Danz and uh, Kwanzaa, and they get a lot closer. And when they get closer, they make that almost like wall and the and the Chelsea defense are, are too tired. They're not taking notes. Make this wall in front of uh, Van Dyke, which allows Van Dyke to then run off ahead, of, and then you know up against Modric. He's always going to win. But it was whether that was intentional or not, I really don't know. But if it was, absolute genius, absolute genius in that mm-hmm. moment, really subtle touch. But um, yeah, what a moment. And uh, it's a moment that I'm sure we'll look back on fondly for many, many years.
1: Mm, absolutely. And um, Shigs, for you, mate. You know we. That was the goal. Ultimately, that won the trophy. Mm. Apart from the goal, and you know the the moment that Virgil van Dijk had, just briefly, how do you think he, he's dealt with his first season as captain of this club? Like he was the obvious choice, wasn't he? When Henderson mm. left, some people even argued it should have happened earlier. I kind of disagree with that, just because you no. can just yeah. go and strip the captain, you know, of his role. Um, but. For me, he was always like a captain just without an armband. Anyway, so a bit of fabric on his arm never really, to me, made too much of a difference. Do you disagree with that?
3: I'm I'm gonna go against the consensus. I I there was a few times and when I and I know obviously he was coming back from injury, but there was a few times where I, that I that in few in a few games I was just like, oh, this is the guy's our captain and he's not he doesn't he, he didn't. What's the word? He he didn't show that there was a couple of games, but to, yesterday, imperious like the, the, like that is a, as an epitome of a captain's performance, leading by example. Like, there's no one that could ever like. And like you said, I don't think it was Mike. You said it in terms of four games that uh, four games is, uh in the finals and four man of the match performances. Like, it's not that is that's not a, a fluke. That's not something that's just oh, okay. Yeah, well. It's a flash in the pan it's that 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 he was imperious yesterday and, mm-hmm. and it just like you said earlier when the goal was disallowed lesser people would have would have shrunk but again this is why i said i i was so confident when we'd have a free kick or corner because they couldn't handle him they, they, they physically couldn't handle him and in the last couple of games you've seen him be more and more aggressive when it comes to corners like against Luton, obviously gets the equalizer in a couple other games as well. Um, gets a goal against Sheffield, first goal against Sheffield United. So it's, it's steadily been coming and be, becoming more and more of a recurring theme with him getting goals from free kicks or corners. And long may it continue, but like I said, it, it, it was just fitting that he was the one that had led by an example all game and then ended up getting the winner, which which is which is a lovely touch. Just didn't couldn't have. Couldn't have he deserved. He deserved the, the plaudits that he got. He deserved to get the winning goal. So yeah, he 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 is now. I feel. I feel like now, even though he's been captain for that, for all season, all season, this has more so made him go into the captain now. If, if does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So listen, more power to him, man. And like you said earlier, my uh, my in terms of the, the touch that he he. he, he him and Klopp were the ones that rose raised the trophy. It was a nice touch, man. Because yeah, we don't, we're not gonna have this guy for much longer. So I want him lifting as many trophies as possible. And I hope you know, I'm not gonna tempt fate, but I hope he gets to do that at the end of the season we're having, with another with another two or three trophies. But that's a conversation for another day.
1: Well, it's a conversation for now, actually, because that was gonna be my um, one of my talking points to sort of wrap things okay, up. I it too, to you, mate. Yeah. Um, look, we all know that the first. It, it, if you're competing on all fronts, getting the first trophy is critical, it's vital, you know, you get that trophy in. All the new players, like the new signings that hadn't won a a trophy at club level before now have that feeling. They've got it at Liverpool. They heard the fans. They saw the support. It's incredible. Do you think that this now puts us in like really good stead. I know we've got a lot of injuries still, we need players to come back but where are you at in terms of what this could potentially mean for the rest of the season? You, has your confidence gone up a level? Does it not mean as much? Like, where are you at with that?
0: Oh, no, it, it definitely means something. You could tell in 2022 when we got the first yeah. one under the belt, it, it half spared us on because the first half of, of, of 21 22 we, we actually weren't that great. Um, yeah. We obviously didn't the boats but we, we never really looked like challenging. The, the thing for me is we, we've got two, two games coming up this week. If if you said to me we lose on Wednesday and win on Saturday, I'd probably take that because, listen, we're, we're getting to the stage of the season where there's only 13 Premier League games left, 13, 12, something like that. It's it's creeping up and if we can weather the, the injury storm, if you like, if we can somehow you know f- feel the team on on wednesday and get through that all of a sudden sorry, buddy, like, sorry
3: buddy, the game the game on wednesday is that for the Premier or is that for the fa cup okay okay yeah so go on i wasn't sure go on
0: so you know if you if you win on wednesday you're a game away from wembley again so that becomes an even bigger thing forest you know, looking looking to, briefly to Forest, we will have names back. Salah, I imagine, will be fine. Nunes and Sobersley, judging off the antics uh, when Van Dijk scored, I think we'll be okay. They, they might get minutes on Wednesday. It's just about grinding results. So, um, Liverpool have been very, very good at that um, when when it's counted for the past few years. The Europa League, I think, will at least at least be in the final. We should, we should basically win it. We, we are on paper the best team in it by, uh, I say by a distance, probably not by a distance because by Leverkusen are a really, really good football team. Yeah, the cool FA Cup's a free hit. We, we, it's been half kind with, with us with for the draw on Wednesday. Southampton are probably in the same boat as us, maybe prioritising mm-hmm. the league over a cup competition. But, listen, if, if the kids start and the kids play well, there's every chance we win on Wednesday. So, we, we could just do with getting bodies back if we didn't have so many injuries at the minute i'd be like yeah go on we'll win the law paddy i'll Something's tell you this gotta give at some point
2: i'll tell you this paddy though if we beat southampton on wednesday the everton fixture gets pushed back if it we does, lose yeah, to southampton, then we have to play the everton fixture so what i would say because although i agree exactly with where you're coming from by the way because there is a fixture congestion here with a very thin squad at the moment and it's quite tense, you know. We're one in- I said we're one injury away. We were one injury away, two injuries ago. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but like, thank you. That was that was a Mike McCallum original. Um, no, but listen. I I think Southampton is a crucial game in the sense that, just like yesterday was. These lads, if they somehow win a final and then get put into a semi-final within two games. That's incredible. That is that is something that I think only adds more energy, more power in the battery back, battery pack, as it were. And and it, listen, the Not Forest game, it, it's going to resolve itself in the right way or the wrong way. You know, there's, the lads that played that you'd normally in the starting eleven on Sunday will start Not Forest. Then you said about Solskjaer Nunes uh, all coming back and uh, Salah all coming back as well. The Not Forest game suddenly looks like a like a good squad. So you give the last minutes on Wednesday. The, the the only game I'm really concerned about is the City game because we play these three this week. We go away for the Europa League next Thursday with a four-day break. And then on Sunday, following that Thursday, we've got City at home. That's that's my worry. Um, because that's I don't know what we look like as a squad. I don't know how we're going to rotate the squad in the next three games. Southampton at home, Forest away, Europa League away. Well, in order to have a fit and real, you know energized squad for for the city game, I, currently it just doesn't seem possible for me. So that's my worry personally.
1: Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and like I said, I even before the injuries, I said that with um we're in the race. I said we we're in the race for a long time. I'm not saying we're favourites and we're going to win the league, but I was confident we'd be there or thereabouts obviously the injuries have come and there's a great point to be had there where we need players back and the young kids, maybe they did well in the cup, but maybe it's not sustainable. However, I am i can't be anything but full of confidence after what I saw yesterday. And I know that's different to a Premier, a Premier League and Europa League and the FA Cup. Um, but we'll get bodies back. Bodies are close to becoming back. Like you said, Paddy, the way we saw some of them guys celebrating yesterday was <laughs> insane. And I think Klopp even said, before, um, if you asked Soboslai, he would have said yesterday that he was fit to play. So sounds like he's close. Sounds like Salah and Nunes probably just that game yesterday came too soon. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased with how, how we've handled it. And when you look at what Chelsea have and what they did in the summer and some of the pool fans were almost envying of what they've done, and like to me, I didn't get it at the time. I I, I didn't quite understand it. You know, this team, this guy just coming and bought their club. They were sp- They were spending a hundred million on every signing they made. You know, they would spent half a million, and everyone's like, "Oh, they've done they've done loads of business," and then they spent another half a billion. Um And when you look at the players we had, like Endo, we signed him because we didn't. Let's be honest, we didn't get the other two we wanted. We wanted Lavia, we wanted Corsedo. And Liverpool fans, and maybe to some degree, it was not warranted towards Endo, but I could understand the disappointment that we didn't get the other two. But he's just gone and outperformed any signing that Chelsea have made this season, every single time he stepped on the pitch. It was like, we have the £100 million midfielder yesterday, not them. Um, So it's just players like that that come in that just give me that bit of confidence. They want to be here. They've got the hunger to be here. They've got the desire to win trophies. You know, yeah, I'm sure having 250 grand in your bank account when you probably don't deserve it is amazing. But, you know, there's more to football than that. That's not going to win your titles. And ultimately doing that and being around like that, it doesn't buy you success either. It can help, of course, if you do it the right way, if you've got the right people doing it. But what we have, it puts us in a far better shape to win trophies. And one by one, when these players come back, you know, Darwin, like I say, Soboslai, Salah. Just those three alone makes the team just so much better. Like, incredibly better. Then we've got McAllister, who have not even spoken about in this in this stream, who was, again, brilliant until he went off yesterday. We could have been on air for hours talking about performers yesterday and how good they were. Um, but let's just finish off, guys. Let's everyone give back the man of the match and maybe uh, one that they want to possibly give it to but can't. I'm just going to say mine's Virgil van Dyke. Kelleher was brilliant. But I think Virgil van Dijk for the goal he scored, the way he conducted the team, all the bits in between as well, uh, you know the huddles. I think he he was really good in in the extra time one before the game the game restarted Ooh. again. But um, just the way he led us in that final the that like you said she was just imperious and um, he truly is the best centre back on the planet and he always was. He might have had a dip after an injury, which is absolutely fine. He he actually came back that season and was at his best it was last season where people were questioning him whether he could play at this um, the peak yeah. of his powers anymore but obviously yesterday in this season he's shown he can so Virgil van Dijk for me is my man of the match Mike who is yours and if it's not Virgil van Dijk or if it is is there anyone
2: else that maybe
1: deserves a mention for you
2: I will veer away from van Dijk uh, just because I think we're all wanting to say him anyway but I'd say my man of the match was Callagher, and then my silent shout out as if you want to call it would be Kanate so I, thought Canate, I know he got replaced by Kwanzaa purely for uh, mm-hmm. the fact that maybe a little bit of fitness, but there were some huge moments in that game. Kwanzaa was very composed in and made them look like less huge moments, namely when Jackson went through on goal, spe- like yeah. specific. That was yeah. phenomenal defending. And Kelleher, I mean, listen, he pulled off a Dudek like at Istanbul-like save in the first half with, with his arm. Like, uh, it was absolutely ridiculous save. Um, and obviously, a couple of uh, huge key moments. There was one moment where the ball just sort of hit him and landed in his hands. And that's I think that maybe was when he knew it was his day, where he just hit his foot yeah. and then went straight up to both of his hands. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, just uh, those two for me.
3: Shigs? Yeah, Shigs. Uh, mine. Can I say again, honorable shout out? But Endo, like. I... <laughs> That guy, man. Like, there was an incident. I don't even remember where he gets the ball. does a one two with someone, and Casado bounces off him. Like <laughs> bounces off him. Like I've seen that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for me, I like, like I said at the beginning of the season, I wasn't his biggest fan, but he's just he's been in. He was superb yesterday. Like always, showing for the ball, shielding that back four. Kept it, kept it flowing. This tremendous, him. Yes, yeah, so I'd give it to him. Endo would be, would be my man of the match. And my honorary shout out would be to Diaz. Like that mm-hmm. guy didn't stop running, didn't stop. Like I know he gets a lot of stick with people saying that he's not clinical and stuff like that. But that game, man, it, that game was. He showed so much heart for me. So he gets honorary shout out.
0: Paddy. Eh, uh, I'll go with goalkeeper's union. Keller who was, was superb. I mean, as I said before, the save from Palmer is ridiculous. This just, just is overall play. In fairness, against Luton, he weren't great uh, on the ball. I think he found a white shirt more than he did red. But, you know, big occasion. Bails out a number of times. You can tell he changed with Allison, Um the way he comes out. And the save from uh, Gallagher in the, in the second yes. half, it's very Alisson-esque, uh, the way he smothers it. Just superb, again, probably the second best second-choice keeper we've got in the league, at, at minimum, and honorary shout-out, Endo, he was doing about four-man's jobs at one point, yeah. he was superb, yeah. and yeah, he deserves a little four-day break if he's not going to play on Wednesday, because Jesus Christ, I'd be knackered the follow him
1: absolutely every single player that's been mentioned there I, I 100% agree with. And I just want to finish the stream We could, like I said we could have gone on for hours but time is just well and truly gone um, a bit of news came out this evening that um, Liverpool could stage a Carabao Cup parade to honour Jurgen Klopp the club discussing possibility of end of season event in City Centre so supporters can thank the manager and say goodbye even if we don't win any more trophies what I mean
3: that the whole thing that that that. That yeah, yeah he deserves exactly that. but <laughs> i was gonna
1: ask you like what obviously I'm, i I know the answer to this but what are your guys thoughts on that this is what the manager deserves right even if we don't win an opportunity okay. in the Carabao cup is the only thing it, we have like come on it won't be
3: though it won't be i don't think it will be but listen fully deserved fully deserved, mm-hmm. fully yeah. deserved.
2: Uh, yeah. we're all the same consensus i think uh you're saying goodbye to the god of the city, really, at the end of the year, aren't you? I think Liverpool
0: will be packed out no matter what. Yeah, you will all be okay. But screw it, we'll do our thing, we'll enjoy our Obviously, days. Listen, I, day said, I
1: said to my mates earlier, Paddy, even if we win tro- more trophies, or even if we don't win trophies, I would love nothing more than to get out every single trophy he's won, line them all up on the bus, and parade them. Can you
0: imagine the meltdown?
1: Oh, they didn't win all them trophies this season. They're not allowed to parade I'm them.
0: Sc- I'm not bothered. I don't care. Yeah. We, we, we'll, we'll enjoy our day. We'll enjoy our moments. We don't care what people think. Yeah. I don't
2: they care. Really
1: think it goes, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. Exactly, yeah. I'd say get them all out. Every single thing is one. Get them all out. Bring um, all
2: the players back as well. All the ones that used to play for him. Like, I want to yeah, see... Get it. Ginny. Yeah. Get yeah. Ginny
0: on the
2: bus. Get give up Get back.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, oh mate,
2: Kabak. Ozan Kabak. Yeah. That's what I want to see, man. Nat Phillips.
0: See Connor Randall out from wherever he is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh.
0: on, as long as Naby's there, I'm there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mate, My was answering
0: on the way up the bus. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But guys, that's going to be it for now. Obviously, um, uh, the, like I said, the hour is just gone, but please make sure you smash the like button if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you haven't already, And we'll probably be live Wednesday night or Thursday night to discuss the Southampton game. And um, yeah, listen, we've won a trophy. It won't be the last this season. Keep enjoying it because like I said, these days, you know, you, you don't know how often they're going to come around and it's Cops last season. So keep on enjoying it. Keep on looking at all the content and um, we'll see you guys next time. Take, Take care.
2: people. Take care.